These are the sounds of the 21st century. Continuing BBC Radio 2 and Trevor Dan's company's production from 2001 onwards. Climb on board this new audio time machine and hear the news, the music, the people, the films and the TV shows as they were heard at the time. No analysis, no hindsight, just the sounds. We've reached part two of this ongoing series, the Queen's Golden Jubilee year, which saw the passing of Princess Margaret and the Queen Mother. The war on terror increases around the world, a sniper terrorises the US capital, David Beckham finds redemption against Argentina, and talent shows welcome Will Young and Girls Aloud. For the next hour, it's 2002. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. tonight, our nation is at war, our economy is in recession, and the civilized world faces unprecedented dangers. Yet, the state of our union has never been stronger. We last met in an hour of shock and suffering. In four short months, our nation has comforted the victims, begun to rebuild New York and the Pentagon rallied a great coalition, captured, arrested, and rid the world of thousands of terrorists, destroyed Afghanistan's terrorist training camps, saved the people from starvation, and freed a country from brutal oppression. <laughs> terrorists who once occupied Afghanistan now occupy cells at Guantanamo Bay. The hunger strike began yesterday evening when a hundred prisoners, a third of the total being held here, refused dinner. This morning they declined breakfast. American military staff have been serving up what they call culturally appropriate meals in line with Islamic tradition. No further details of the hunger strike are known or of any demands by the captives, but the conditions under which they're being held here have been laid bare for the world to see. Flown in from Afghanistan, shackled and hooded, they were put in cages open to the elements. Standing in line to see the show tonight, and there's a light on, heavy glow. By the way, I tried to say I'd be there, waiting for Danny. 
British soldiers came under fire in Kabul today. Bringing peace to this faction-ridden country couldn't be more urgent. But that doesn't mean the United States has given up its manhunt for Osama bin Laden. But the hunt is taking far longer than hoped for. On November the 13th, Kabul fell. The Taliban stronghold of Kandahar fell three weeks after that. And just a week later, at Tora Bora, bin Laden's fighters fled their last bastion. Standing in line to see the show tonight And now the light on Heavy glow By the way I tried to say I'd be there Waiting for Shift call to prayer in a mosque turned relief camp. 16,000 Muslims crammed together inside the walls of this compound in fear of their lives. It's more than two months since anti Muslim riots broke out in Gujarat. These people were forced out of Hindu dominated neighborhoods. They still feel unsafe. While we were there, chaos broke out. News of shootings nearby, injured Muslims being rushed to the camp for help before being taken to hospital. They've got the ambulance doors open, two people on stretchers covered in blood. They're now trying to get into the ambulance and out of the camp. A short drive from the camp, we found the riots still raging and a group of police officers standing by, watching but doing nothing to stop it. Never made it as a wise man I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing Tired of living like a blind man I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling And this is how you remind me This is how you remind me of what I
tonight, Sherry Blair used a long-planned charity event to turn and fight for her wounded reputation. It came after 10 days of allegations, including new ones tonight. It wasn't easy. You can't have failed to notice that there's been a lot of allegations about me. And I haven't said anything. But when I got back to Downing Street today, I discovered that some of the press are effectively suggesting that I try to influence a judge. I knew that the time had come for me to say something. It is not fair to Tony or to the government that the entire focus of political debate at the moment is about me. I'm the wife of the Prime Minister. I have an interesting job and a wonderful family. But I also know I am not Superwoman. Who am I? You sure you want to know? If somebody told you I was just your average ordinary guy, not a care in the world, somebody lied. Truth is, it wasn't always like this. There was a time when life was a lot less complicated. In this lab, we have 15 genetically enhanced super spiders. There's 14. One's missing. Peter, are you all right? I'm fine. Pete, hey, look, you're changing. I know I went through exactly the same thing at your age. Oh, not exactly. Peter, may I introduce my father, Norman Osborne? Great honor to meet you, sir. Harry tells me you're quite the science whiz. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift. Wow. It is my curse. Who are you? Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. The brand new leadership of one of the world's most famous names has a task ahead. Good morning. I would like to introduce our chairman and CEO, Bill Ford. Descendant of founder Henry Ford, tackling large and mounting losses with job cuts and plant closures. We realize that some of the things that must be done will be painful and will impact people's lives in adverse ways. And I can't begin to describe how sorry I am about that. Motor City wants strong, profitable auto companies, but the economy needs spending power. How do you feel today about the car side of Dagnum closing down? I mean, do you feel nostalgia or is it just a relief that it's all over? Or It's all of those things, actually. I, I feel sad and, yes, some, some nostalgia for sure. It's, you know, it's the end of an era, 71 years of car production here at Dagenham. Sexy, everything about you so sexy. You don't even know what you got. You're really hitting my spot.
This is a car program. There will be no cushions. There will be no rag rolling. No one will sing, and at the end of the series, no one will have a recording contract. This is our new base. And this is our purpose-built test track. There are no traffic jams here, well, apart from this one, and no bus lanes either. This is Top Gear. Stuart Lubbock's family left court today deeply dismayed. Despite a five-day inquest, there's still no official explanation as to how their son died at the home of TV entertainer Michael Barrymore. Stuart Lubbock was a factory supervisor and father of two. It was on a Friday night in March last year that Mr. Lubbock decided to come to this Harlow nightclub. The atmosphere was said to be buzzing with the news that Mr. Barrymore was drinking and dancing here. The two men met and they chatted. And later, Mr. Lubbock agreed with a group of other people to return to Mr. Barrymore's house for a party. Within hours, he was found unconscious in the swimming pool and died in hospital. Pathologists said he'd consumed alcohol and drugs and suffered sexual injuries. I can't be any more sorry about what happened. I mean, you can call me a lousy entertainer, but you can't call me a killer. About 10,000 people, the final two standing here. And it's been very, very, very close. One of you got 4.6 million votes. The other one of you got 4.1 million votes. A total of 8.7 million votes, which is a new British record. There can only be one pop idol. Best of luck to the pair of you. Okay, guys, the winner of pop idol is Will! Sunrise like a rainfall down my soul, and I wonder, I wonder why you look at me like that. What you thinking? What's behind? Don't tell me, but it feels like love. I'm gonna take this moment and make it last forever. I'm gonna give my heart away and pray we'll stay together. Cause you're the one good reason. You're the only girl that I need. Cause you're more beautiful than I have ever seen. Michael Jackson is avoiding the crowds today. These pictures show the reclusive pop star taking a walk in the zoo with his two older children. Later, he shows one of them off to the excited crowd below his Berlin hotel. But it's these astonishing pictures of his new baby that have outraged people. Jacko dangles nine-month-old Prince Michael II from a balcony that has a 60-foot drop, a white towel covering the baby's face. The singer is famous for his work with children. 
Michael Jackson's increasingly bizarre lifestyle has kept him in the headlines. Last week, it was his court appearance in California and the scrutiny of his plastic surgery. Now critics say he's gone too far. Whether it was a celebrity or anyone else, we'd be shocked by this footage. If this footage was with an ordinary member of the public, it would cause a national outcry. When you look at me, tell me what do you see? This is what you get, the way I am. When I look at you, I wanna be, I wanna be somewhere close to heaven with me and a thumb, man. Don't go, I know you wanna touch me here, there and everywhere. Spots fly when we are together. You can't deny the facts of life. Gentlemen, welcome to the opening ceremony of the 19th Olympic Winter Games. This is it. The stone for glory. Rona Martin. One last delivery for Olympic gold. It's on its way. So much depending on one stone. It needs to be absolutely perfect. It needs to be right in the center of the house. It's looking good. She's done it! It's Olympic gold for Great Britain. takes it off. Pala! It's a vintage FA Cup goal for Arsenal. 
only Ray Parler's second goal of the season. It's come in the FA Cup final. Oh no, it can happen if you don't get a second goal. Remember last year, Youngberg, he's got the better of Terry. Freddie Youngberg! Arsenal have produced two absolute stunners. Both goals of the Bergkamp variety, but scored by Parler and Jungberg. This year, Arsenal get their hands on the FA Cup. And Tony Adams sets forward. Arsenal, in the end, very conclusive champions. The Premiership and the FA Cup will be proudly on show side by side at Highbury. They are back at the summit of English football again. is back home. You can smash them now. Beckham has scored for England. 44 minutes and he's done it again. David Beckham puts England in front against Argentina in Sapporo. England have beaten Argentina in the World Cup for the first time since 1966 Jubilee year to declare the 17th Commonwealth Games 
open. She's there. Tweddle is in first position. Tweddle in gold medal position. The English boys are celebrating. And they are waving the salt tyres all around this arena. A great ride here by Chris Hoy. Oh, look at this. 1-0, by Chris Hoy. A sensational time. A new Commonwealth Games event record and a lifetime best for the likeable Scott. That was magnificent. There it is, Serena Williams with the big three. Three Grand Slams in a row. Ladies and gentlemen, the 2002 U.S. Open singles champion, Serena Williams. Manchester United manager Sir Alex Ferguson has signed a new three-year contract. The 60-year-old Scott had intended to retire when his current contract ended in the summer, but he approached the club early this year with a view to extending his stay. Select your hair and wear your buckle shoes And all that jazz Velma has it want a brand new start to do that You got connection? I would have said anything to get a piece of that. Yes! Billy can fix it. My client feels that it was the combination of liquor and jazz which led to her downfall. But in a city where everyone loves a legend, there's only room for one. That's Chicago. 
Trinicita Jones, Academy Award nominee and Golden Globe winner Renee Zellweger, and Golden Globe winner Richard Gere. Are you guilty or not guilty? Don't you want to take my picture? In the best picture of the year. Good night, folks. That jazz. Chicago. No other female killer has raised such public hostility. Myra Hindley was given the last rites by a Catholic priest. She died just before five this evening, only prison guards and hospital staff at her bedside. Hindley was jailed in the 60s for her involvement in the horrific murders of five children. Pauline Reed, John Kilbride, Leslie Ann Downey, Edward Evans, and Keith Bennett. She claimed she was led on by her lover, Ian Brady, who she was infatuated with, but sound tapes played during the trial of their young victims screaming as they were tortured to death tied her intrinsically to the killing. Over the years, Hindley and Brady were taken back to search for other bodies, but 12-year-old Keith Bennett was never found. His mother says now, with Hindley dead, she'll continue the search herself. It's my life, it's my son, and even if it's only Sandy found of him, I still want him back in a proper grave and buried. And that's all I'm, I'm living for now. Oh, thinking about our younger years There was only you and me We were young and wild and free Now nothing can take you away from me More than 500 people turned out wanting to help in the hunt for the two missing girls. We're going to ask you to cover your own areas first. Best knowledge. Police desperately need information about what happened to the two school friends who've now been missing for more than 24 hours. Holly Wells had been at home for much of yesterday. She was with Jessica Chapman playing on a computer. The last sighting of the pair was on this street, not far away, at 6:30 yesterday evening. Close to RAF Lakenheath Air Base, just under a fortnight since Holly and Jessica went missing, police search teams were called to carry out the work they'd always feared, but had desperately hoped would not be needed. Two bodies had been found in a wooded area by a track at lunchtime. Suffolk police were immediately called. They in turn alerted their Cambridgeshire colleagues. Soham has been attempting to find the girls alive since they vanished on August the 4th. Now that hope is lost, replaced by dismay. I think everybody's just stunned and just cannot believe what's happened and how it could happen. Devastated. Just devastated. At 8 o'clock this morning, the police announced that two people had been arrested in connection with the murders of Holly Wells and Jessica Chapman. Last night, Ian Huntley, a school caretaker, and his girlfriend Maxine Carr, a classroom assistant at Holly and Jessica's school, left their home for seven hours of questioning at two different police stations. Baby, you're all that I want. 
remains wedged beneath the roof of Potter's Bar station tonight. This is where it came to rest on another dreadful day on a stretch of track that has known tragedy before. 19 months after the Hatfield disaster, the sight of twisted metal and derailed carriages returned to haunt Britain's railways. The 12.45 King's Cross to King's Lynn service had barely started its journey and was about to pass through Potter's Bar when its carriages left the rails. One of them ended up straddling two platforms at this busy Hertfordshire station, demolishing a waiting room and bringing terror to those on board the train and many more who'd been waiting at the station. There had been 150 people on the train, almost half of them were injured. But for some there could be no help and screens were erected where their bodies lay on the track. It was late in the evening before the last victims could be moved from the crash site. It's believed most of those who died were thrown out of the overturned carriage. Now, another tragedy in the county of Hertfordshire has raised more serious questions about the safety of Britain's railways. explosion followed by an intense fire. The bus was completely destroyed. Many of those inside had no chance of escape. As well as those killed, more than 30 were injured. The most deadly Palestinian attack for months. Israel is always on high alert against suicide bombers, but this time it seems the carnage was caused when a jeep carrying explosives pulled up alongside the bus and detonated. The Bush plan for Middle East peace. The president hopes it'll go down in history as a turning point, away from violence towards an Israel and Palestine coexisting side by side. Things must change in the Middle East. Even as the president was speaking, Israel was tightening its military grip across the West Bank. Israeli tanks once again laying siege to Yasser Arafat's Ramallah compound. Mr. Bush sees no future for the present Palestinian leadership. 
Today, Palestinian authorities are encouraging, not opposing terrorism. This is unacceptable. Peace requires a new and different Palestinian leadership so that a Palestinian state can be born. More drama in Israeli politics. At a news conference, the president had this announcement. I announced at nine this morning that I approved that the Knesset will be solved and that we will have early elections. The date's now been set for some time in February. Mr. Sharon made it clear he'd had his hand forced by Labour. Mr. Sharon is clearly bitter. He says elections now are not what Israelis need. It is a grim and now daily ritual in the Washington area. Line of policemen combing the ground for clues. The scene this morning, just after 9.30. Petrol station close to the capital and another fatal shooting. Few things have terrorized the usually sedate suburbs around the capital as much as the sniper. And yet there's been virtually no debate about gun control. And it's still surprisingly easy to buy one of these. This time, the sniper task force was quick on its feet, responding to a tip-off from a motorist at this rest stop, an hour's drive from Washington. The two men wanted by police were asleep in a car outside. At midnight last night, investigators had issued an arrest warrant for 42-year-old John Allen Mohammed, a Gulf War veteran, said to be armed and dangerous. They also wanted to speak to John Lee Malvo, thought to be his 17-year-old stepson, Early this morning, police were searching this blue Chevrolet sedan, looking for any scraps of evidence to link the two men with the 10 killings. They were hoping to discover a .223 caliber rifle, the sniper's weapon of choice. Police sources say they found one. The evidence is damning. Forensic tests have linked the weapon found in the back of this car to 11 of the 13 shootings. The suspects used their blue Chevy in a unique way. They modified the back to shoot out of the boot through a small hole. Deadly and almost impossible to detect. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clock's run out. Time's up. Over. Plow. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes rabbit. He choked. He's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He no, he won't have it, he knows His whole back's to these ropes It don't matter, he's dope He knows that, but he's broke He's so stagnant, he knows When he goes back to this mobile home That's when it's back to the lab again, yo This old rhapsody better go capture this moment And hope it don't do it Lose yourself in the music The moment you own it You better never let it go You only get one shot Do not miss your chance to blow This opportunity comes once in a lifetime You better lose yourself in the music The moment you own it Moved on to the next move, who flows, he knows, dove and sold nada, and sold the soul.
holds, I suppose it's old partner, but the beat goes on. That it up, that on. p.m. Moscow time, the audience at this theatre was enjoying a performance of Nord Ost, a popular Russian musical. Suddenly, up to 20 armed men burst in and took over the stage. Up to 500 Russians remain hostage inside the theatre in what's become a tense standoff. The hijackers say they're Chechen rebels. They demand an end to Russia's military campaign in their breakaway republic. Just before dawn, Russian special forces went in. Explosions and gunfire rocked the area. In the confusion, it was hard to know who was a hostage, who were rebel. The special forces were taking no chances. Anyone in their way was brutally overpowered. Within just one hour, the first hostages were being carried out, free at last after their two-day ordeal. Many were unconscious because the gaps pumped into the building to disable their captors. The dead bodies of the rebels, male and female, lie slumped on their chairs and across the floors. They never got the chance to use their explosives against the Russian commandos. It was when the rebels allegedly began shooting hostages in the early hours of the morning that the decision was made to storm the building, whatever the cost. And the hostages paid a high price. 67 of them were killed during the liberation. Frustrated and angry for the fourth morning running, relatives of the hostages wait outside one of Moscow's main hospitals, hungry for news. Inside the hospital, hundreds of casualties are still being treated, poisoned by the gas sprayed by Russian forces as they stormed the building where the hostages were being held. The gas used was an opiate rather than a nerve agent, according to the American embassy here. It's supposed to dull the senses. The Americans are sure, even though the Russians are still refusing to confirm exactly which gas was deployed. He has the skills you, stop right there. of a dangerous man. But he has no memory. It's trained. Conditioned. Built to disappear. Now, the government's top agent. I can't remember anything that happened before two weeks ago. Abijah? Yes. Is about to become their number one target. What's in Paris? It's a name, Jason Bourne. Let's see if the Paris police can find him for us. And the only way he can survive... Talk a lot. ...is to find out who he is before they find out... Get the address. I think I got it. Enhance where he is danger i have everything to put inside me is everything i ever learned all of it was born i'm gonna make it stop the born identity there's been international condemnation of the bomb attack on the indonesian island of bali at least 182 people many of them australians were killed when a car bomb exploded outside a crowded nightclub in the resort of kuta the massive explosion was clearly intended to cause maximum casualties in the heart of one of the world's most popular tourist destinations. The bomb was detonated just before midnight, setting off a huge fireball in a nightclub packed with late-night revelers. Throughout the day, visitors and local people, many of them visibly stunned, came to see for themselves the scale of the distraction. An entire block of buildings had been reduced to rubble, 
the street strewn with clothing and body parts. It was the worst terrorist attack in Indonesia's history. Would you dance if I asked you to dance? Would you run and never look back? Would you cry if you saw me crying? Would you save my soul tonight? Would you tremble if I touched your lips? Would you laugh? Oh, please tell me this. Now would you die for the one you love? Hold me in your arms tonight. family are in mourning tonight for the Queen's sister, Princess Margaret, who died in her sleep early this morning at a London hospital. The princess's health had been deteriorating steadily after a series of strokes. Palm Sunday Mass at the Holy Cross Cathedral in Boston. It's normally a refuge for Catholics. It's now a firestorm amid the largest sex scandal in church history. Every day there are more headlines about the Catholic hierarchy's dealing of the pedophilia and sexual abuse crisis in Boston and around the country. The frenzy began when Father John Gagan was sentenced to 10 years on sexual abuse charges. He was accused of molesting more than 130 children over 30 years. Gagan's superiors apparently knew about Gagan's sexual abuse, but decided to transfer him to other parishes rather than turning him over to authorities. Since Gagan's sentencing, hundreds of other victims have stepped forward with allegations concerning priests around the country. Today the Cardinals heard a lecture on the crime of sexual abuse. People need to know, said the Pope, there's no place in the priesthood and religious life for those who harm the young. Too dirty to clean my act up. If you ain't dirty, you ain't here to party. Um, Big Brother. Hello, Jade. Got water on my on my toe and on my finger, and I've never had it before. So I don't want to wake up in the morning with big water on my face. Jade, Big Brother has noted your concern and we'll consult the Big Brother doctor and get back to you as soon as we can. Thank you, Big Brother. Oh, overdue, give me some room, coming through, pay the dues, in the mood, me and my girls gonna shake the room, DJ spinning, so yeah, let's get dirty, that's my jam, I need that to get me off, sweating till my clothes are warm. Speakers, I'm still 
back in Baghdad after almost four years. This is the start of a crucial mission, but it's also been described as Iraq's last chance. These men here to prepare for the most intrusive inspections the UN has ever done. We have come here for one single reason, and that is because the world wants to have assurances that there are no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. The situation is tense at the moment, but there is a new opportunity, and we are here to provide inspection which is credible. But Iraqis remain suspicious. Many believe George Bush Jr. wants to finish the work his father began in the last Gulf War over a decade ago. Baghdad agreed to the new UN resolution to avoid conflict. Now the UN is making clear it has no choice but complete cooperation. I urge President Saddam Hussein to comply fully for the sake of his people, for the sake of the region, and for the sake of world order. What's she yelling for? Lay back, it's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you would see. I like you the way you are when we're driving in your car. And you're talking to me one on one. But you become somebody else around everyone else. You're watching your back like you can't relax. You try to you look like a fool to me Tell me what is it gonna make things so complicated I see the way you're acting like you're somebody else Gets me frustrated Life's like this, you You fall and you crawl and you break And you take what you get and you turn it into Honesty, promise me I'm never gonna find you Sees the release of the new Harry Potter film. Now, I'm not sure about Harry Potter myself. See, in my day, you wanted someone who could solve supernatural conundra. You had Doctor Who, didn't you? Hmm? Well, who's better, Harry Potter or Doctor Who? There's only one way to find out. Fight! <laughs> Majesty Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother has died in her 102nd year. She died at Windsor at 3.15 this afternoon. Buckingham Palace said the end was peaceful and the Queen was at her side. Prince Charles, who says he's devastated, and the princes William and Harry will return from their skiing holiday in Switzerland tomorrow. The Prime Minister has led the nation's tributes. She was, he said, admired by all people of all ages and backgrounds, revered within our borders and beyond. Ever since my beloved mother died over a week ago, I have been deeply moved by the outpouring of affection which has accompanied her death. 
My family and I always knew what she meant for the people of this country. This is what my mother would have understood, because it was the warmth and affection of people everywhere which inspired her resolve, dedication and enthusiasm for life. If you're not the one, then why does my soul feel glad today? If you're not the one, then why does my hand fit yours this way? If you are not mine, then why does your heart return my call? If you are not mine, would I have the strength to stand at all? I never know what the future brings, but I know you're here with me now. We'll make it through, and I hope you are the one I share my life. Monday the 11th of March 2002 and you are listening to six music from the BBC my name is Phil Jupitus I'll be your host for the next year how are you doing? Uh, as you probably know, we've been having something of a vote on the internet for the first record to be played on six music and you're probably wondering Phil who's won? <laughs> Some 
evening. An estimated one million people packed the parks and avenues around Buckingham Palace tonight as inside Britain's biggest pop stars performed to honour the Queen. It was a stunning sight of fireworks and blazing beacons too after a day of street parties and pageantry. remarkable 50 years by any standard. There have been ups and downs. I think we can look back with measured pride on the history of the last 50 years. If you'd like to know more about the music and archive clips you've heard over the past hour, head over to sounds21c.wordpress.com. The programme is produced by Tom Eames. Next time, it's 2003, the year of Johnny Wilkinson, the Hutton Inquiry, and Saddam Hussein's downfall, as Sounds of the 21st Century continues. (laughs) 